1: Hey, beloved. Welcome to another chapter of the book of Sean. I'm Sean. (laughs) I don't know why I'm so goofy. But anyway, thank you for tuning in tonight. I'm excited about this show. My sister Stacy is here. We're going to talk about love because I love talking about love. You see, hey, Stacy, wave to the people. (laughs) I love your hair, by the way, just so you know. Um, So we're going to talk about love, her journey with it, right? She has a journey. Everybody has a love story, right? And Everybody's love story ain't the same, and they, all, they don't all end up in a fairy tale, right? You got to go deal with the twists and the turns. You got to lean with it. You got to rock with it. You got to make it work. I want to listen to her heart and her journey and the uniqueness of her soul. She, she and really, she's here tonight to tell us, you know, what's really going on. I'm hoping to inspire her because you guys know if I don't love nothing else, I love me some love. You know what I'm saying? I love love. I'm a, I'm a sap for it, okay? So I want to encourage her to keep going. It's going to work out, people. And for all of you who are, you know, doubting it, because, you know, you've had a rough time, can't find nobody, or you want to give back the person you found, keep going. We're going to do some Ask Dr. Sean later on. I'm going to start with some headlines. And uh, play the bumper, Hiley. <laughs> <sighs> oh, before I start this show, let me wish Mother Jackson, Jocelyn Jackson's mom, Johnson Jackson is the producer of the show. A happy birthday. Today's her birthday, or this weekend, I think, it's her birthday. Happy birthday, Mother Jackson. She's an avid watcher of the show, and I love her so much. All right, let's get to the headlines. So, I don't know if you heard this story, but this, this, this is going to make your craw rise up a little bit, okay? And we understand. Uh, so, so, Richard, in May of 2017, Richard Collins III, listen to this, was commissioned uh, to be in the United States Army. Uh, But before he could serve, he was stabbed by a University of Maryland student at a bus stop. Okay, And since the time that his his alleged killer allegedly um, killed him uh, because um, he was a white supremacist and he allegedly and allegedly he wanted to kill a black person. Um, And so his killer sentenced to life in prison. And allegedly was a white supremacist and he killed him because he was black. That's going to be important a little later, okay? But from the time that Richard was killed, murdered at a bus stop by a University of Maryland student, his parents, Rick and Don Collins, um, have been pushing to bury him with full military honors at Arlington National Cemetery, okay? Uh, But their request has been repeatedly denied by the executive director. In fact, in a letter to the family, Arlington uh, executive director said, unfortunately, the burial space at Arlington is limited, and service members with no active military service other than training do not qualify to be buried in Arlington National Cemetery. Now, I understand that the military has rules, okay? I understand that Arlington has rules, but I think the the executive director of Arlington needs to rethink what he's saying and rethink what he's uh, doing because... Richard Collins III died in combat, okay? I know, just stay with me. Richard Collins III may not have been in Iraq. He may not have been in Afghanistan, right? But he he definitely died in combat, my friends. In fact, Richard Collins III died in the oldest American war in the history of the Republic. The oldest American war in the history of the Republic is this country's battle against bigotry and hatred against racism, sexism, homophobia, transphobia, and the hatred of poor people and women. And Richard Collins III died in that battle. Don't y'all play with me. I didn't come to play. He, don't tell me he didn't die in battle, okay? Because he wasn't over in Iraq killing brown people. Y'all you know, See, don't make me throw my shoe. I came ready, y'all. Hot grease all night. How you gonna say this man didn't die in combat? He died in literally the oldest American battle. And literally the oldest American war. More black people have died at the hands of racism and in the battle to cleanse this country of the moral sin of hatred than in all of the other battles and wars combined. More black people have lost their lives to hatred than any other external enemy that this country could ever come up with. Considering the fact that this country owes black people a lot, and considering the fact that Robert, Richard, rather, Richard Collins III died as a black person because he was black, I think the executive director of All-International Cemetery should not only reconsider his decision, but he should consider it an honor to have the privilege to bury someone who laid such a costly sacrifice on the altar of freedom. Anyway, y'all reach out to the executive director and make him, make him give this boy his place where he deserves all right let's talk about Stacy listen to this okay Stacy when I when I when I heard this I thought to myself young people have lost their damn minds so this this is an installation of you right over here that young people y'all have lost your minds and that's why that's why Uncle Sean is here because I'm gonna help y'all find your mind I'm gonna help y'all find Jesus or whatever y'all need to believe okay I'm not into gaming it's not my thing I don't want to sit in front of a screen for 14 hours playing no damn game I don't even understand how y'all enjoy doing that. I don't get it, all right? I don't knock it. I'm just saying it ain't for me. But when I saw this story, I said, you know what? That's another reason why I don't sit around in front of a TV for 14 hours with a headset on and a little thing in my hand while my life is blowing by. Because apparently there are people on Twitch, which is the gaming, well, that's the gaming, was the a site? The gaming site thing, whatever it is, um... People on Twitch swatting each other. (laughs) Y'all know what swatting is? Swatting is when somebody calls the police on you and the SWAT team shows up because they report a crime that's not actually happening. So what's going on on Twitch is that people have been gaming. They're playing the game. Somebody gets mad because they lost, right? And now they don't lost. And so in retaliation or whatever, they call the SWAT team out on your house. Yeah, yeah. So there's a trans streamer named Clara Sorrenti, and she claims that she was the victim of swatting. That's her right there. She was the victim of swatting, which is a potentially deadly form of harassment that's going on on Twitch and other gaming platforms and formats. And and listen to this I, I saw on Dateline how someone was killed because of swatting. So one gamer called the SWAT team out on another gamer. The SWAT team shows up and, and someone who was just living in the house wound up getting killed while the person, the person that was actually trying to SWAT, you know, they, they live to tell another day. People have died from this and you numb nuts are calling the SWAT team out on each other. Huh? What's wrong with y'all? See, in my day, and in Stacy's day. Stacy, we go, we going we go be together. I'm I'm pulling you in this. We used to make prank calls, you know what I'm saying? You make a prank call. Yeah, I, we made prank calls. But nobody died. It wasn't a SWAT team showing up with 1900 guns and no, we didn't we did cuz we didn't want nobody to die. <laughs> what is wrong with y'all? Sit down, children. Stop this. Stop doing this. This is very dangerous, especially, especially if you call the SWAT team on black people. And, and the person who I saw who lost their life was a, was a, was a Hispanic brother. Lost his life because somebody wanted to call. I mean, come on. What, what, what kind of foolishness is this, people? Have we descended into, into that peculiar kind of foolishness that would compel us so as to believe that it's OK to call out a SWAT team on somebody? I'm so confused. I think, I think, I think the more time people spend in front of a screen, the crazier we get. I do. I think the more time we spend looking down at a phone or an iPad or or, or, or a monitor, we get crazier and crazier. We are. We are literally now calling SWAT teams out on people who haven't done anything wrong. You see, here's what I want to say about this. Life is not a video game, okay? This is real life. People, somebody's gonna really get hurt. And more people are really gonna die because you are in your feelings about some game, okay? And how about this, learn how to take a loss. (laughs) You ain't supposed to win all the time, okay? I, I, I I know your little world told you that you're supposed to win and get a trophy, you ain't. Nobody wins all the time. Learn how to lose, huh? Gracefully, Jesus. Matter of fact, and I'm done with this, I'm waiting for there to be a law that sends people to jail for calling people, calling the SWAT team on people. That's what we need, okay? So people who call the SWAT team out on people and done nothing wrong, you need to go to jail, okay? Because obviously you think that this is fun. So you can go have fun in jail. And and let me know how that goes. (laughs) All right, I gotta gotta get two more in. Stacy, I got two more to get in. And these two you're gonna wanna hear. All right, let's talk about Herschel Walker, people. Herschel Walker's running for the United States Senate out of Georgia. He's running against a friend of mine, Raphael Warnock. Raphael's a good friend of mine. I've known him for years. Um, And let's just say Herschel Walker is a damn fool. Okay? I'm sorry. Trina's probably, Trina's my my executive producer's hair is probably standing up right now. She's like, Dr. Sean, you cannot say that on TV. I can't help it, Trina. Herschel Walker is a damn fool. Not just because he's a Republican, although I think you have to be delusional nowadays to be a Republican, but Herschel Walker's a damn fool because he's a damn fool. I got receipts. I got evidence. You ready? Herschel Walker criticized the spending provisions in the new climate change law that President Joe Biden just passed by saying, listen to this, it was unnecessary because, as he put it, a lot of money is going into trees And don't we have enough trees around here? And you wonder why I cannot keep my salvation intact and not call this man a damn fool. What? Don't we have enough trees around here? Herschel, come on, son. Let me help you. Okay? First of all, let's just deal with the concept of having enough trees, that we have enough trees, all right? Apparently... Herschel, Herschel Walker, I think he went to the University of Georgia and apparently he was not paying attention in none of those classes. Okay, because there's a little thing. There's a little thing that we get from trees. It's a little thing we get from trees. Are you ready for it? It's called oxygen. (laughs) We get oxygen from trees, Herschel. This little thing called photosynthesis. You ever heard of it? I learned about it in junior high school. Maybe you didn't. Maybe I don't know. Maybe you were running around lifting weights. you were in better shape than me. You know, I got a little belly. You know, I, listen, maybe you missed it. Photosynthesis, Herschel. <laughs> Trees taking carbon dioxide and they give out oxygen, okay? And guess what oxygen is good for? Breathing. And guess what breathing is good for, Herschel? It's good for living. Because <laughs> if you can't breathe, you die. So there is no such thing as having enough trees, okay? You cannot have enough trees. Woo! In fact, we need all the trees we can get, right? You see you see, Dallas and Las Vegas is under, are underwater. Why are all these places flooding? Places that never flooded before. It's called climate change. We need all the trees we can get. We don't have enough trees, okay? But let me just say one more thing. I, I, I just have had it for politicians that are mindless, uninformed, draconian, antidelovian, closed-minded, backwards thinking, um, limited in scope, with no real moral horizon, no respect for diversity, adverse to the truth, mired in lies and complicity. They tell false facts and they revel in anything that is in contradiction to the highest aims of the American experience. That was a long sentence, and I enjoyed all of it. (laughs) And I am tired of politicians who revel in everything that I just rattled off right there. And Herschel Walker is one of them, man. See, I'm tired of politicians that wouldn't know a good public policy if walked up and smacked him in the face. And so I say, and I say it again. Marshall Walker is a damn fool all right here's my last thing i'm going to get a call i already know from from somebody at this network telling me to stop calling people damn fool all right so you guys heard about the missouri preacher uh you should have seen this video of a missouri preacher who scolded his congregation for not buying him a, a a luxury watch and uh so uh my sister stacy and i we're going to watch this video with all of you play the clip john See that's how I know you still poor bro busted, and disgusted because of how you've been honoring me I'm not worth your red lobster money I ain't worth your St. John Nick. Y'all can't afford it no how What in the I What? Okay, that was Pastor Carlton Funderburg Of the church At um, I don't, I'm not mentioning his church's name Uh, in Kansas City, Missouri And he's scolding his congregation who, so being too poor to give him a very expensive watch that he wanted. Now, mind you, uh, he's apparently too poor to buy it himself. Let that sink in, because if you want something, and you know, buy it yourself. Listen, man, I, 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 I can say a lot about this, but here's the thing I most want to say, because I'm not even gonna talk about him, because preachers are crazy anyway. Okay, I, I can say that because I used to be one of them, I, so I could, I could talk about us. Okay. Our propensity to be selfish and to be grandiose is un- unrivaled. It is unmatched. I do want to talk about the preacher because I beat up on preachers all the time. I'm worried about these members. I'm worried about what? Well, I'm worried about the members of this church who didn't walk out in the middle of this rant. I'm worried about the members of this church who showed up the next Sunday like nothing ever happened. Okay? That's what I'm concerned about. Can I just say this and I'm going to take this break? When you go to church, don't cut your mind off. When you go to church, bring common sense with you and stop believing that everything somebody gets up in the pulpit and says comes directly from God. Okay. Because some of the stuff that gets said in the pulpit ain't got nothing to do with God. Has everything to do with somebody's agenda and what they want and their power and their need for control. And if somebody's telling you that you ain't saved and you ain't successful because you won't buy them a watch, that's that's the part where you pick up your little Bible and your phone And you tiptoe, you put that little Baptist finger up, you know, the Baptist finger, and you tiptoe right up on out of that church and you never go back. Because that's somebody who wants to make a damn fool out of you. Don't help people do that, okay? All right. I'm going to take a break and talk to my sister Stacy. We're going to talk about love, okay? Because I like talking about love. We'll be right back. Bam! Welcome back, everybody. So... Love is a very complicated scenario and situation, and not because you can't find people to be attracted to you. Probably a lot of the time, it's not the right people being attracted to you, right? Because there's plenty of fish in the sea, but you don't want to eat everything that comes in your boat. That was good. Anyway, my sister Stacy's here tonight, and I can't wait to listen to her heart and her journey. Welcome to the show, Stacy Lighty. Hey, Stacy.
0: How you doing, Dr. Sean?
1: It's good to see you. Thank you for coming on. And I do love your hair, just so I can say that again.
0: <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> see, I made
1: you laugh. My goal, <laughs> the show can end. <laughs> I just wanted you to laugh. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. See how she laughs at my jokes and you don't laugh at anything? All right, Stacey. Let's get into this, all right? Because um, um, we're here to talk about love and romance and dating and your journey with it. So here's my first question. Why do you think you're having such a hard time finding the right person? Like, what's going on?
0: Um, I think that uh maybe in the past I've had some issues with choices and um I don't know. I just have not been able to get it
1: right. Mm. So you're so you're saying you don't really know why it is you haven't connected with the right person yet, right? Right. Okay, okay. No, no listen, I'm here for that. I am here for radical truth and honesty. Um so I Part of what we're going to try to do tonight in the time that we have is see if we can figure that out, okay? Let's figure out why that's the case. So, in order to do that, tell me what your experiences have been thus far. Like, who are you finding?
0: Um, so, uh, sometimes I've found people my age. Sometimes I've found people who are younger than me. I also dated someone older than me. And uh, through the process of the journey, um, you know, I always feel like you don't get to learn someone until, like, maybe six months in. And, or at least that's just the criteria that I put on it.
1: No, you speak speaking and facts. you speak speaking facts. Keep going.
0: It's months into it, you know, I sometimes, or maybe the other person sometimes, discovered that we're not a match. Mm-hmm. And then and, uh, depending upon how far you've progressed in the situation, then there's that awkwardness of having to detach and face reality, you know, like mm-hmm. probably not compatible. Mm-hmm. And so I'm ups and downs with that, you know?
1: So, 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 without, without being specific to any one person, tell sure. me some things that manifested that were not compatible to you.
0: Um, so, uh, goals, right? So everybody, some, some people have situations where they want to build, right? You want to find someone, you want to build, you know, and I'm about that. But uh, I think at this particular stage of my life, like, you know, I have higher expectations for what that person that I decide to let in, what, what what we both bring to the table, how we complement each other. So I find myself looking at those factors mm. first and maybe is probably because of some of my past issues mm. or relationships. And, uh, you know, of course, no one wants to bring baggage from a past relationship, but sometimes you just can't help it, right? When mm. Certain things start rearing up and it looks very similar to what you used to. So you,
1: you know, you kind of worry about that if <laughs> wags go up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. See, now, now see, I think, I, I think we're starting to get an answer to the question, because, because what I'm hearing and sensing is that you come to the moment with a set of experiences that make you very sensitive to certain yes. things, right? Because when you were yes. talking, my first thought was, well, not everybody you date is going to be on your level. Not everybody you date is going to. So, and, and, but, but, but. That's fine if you don't have experiences that make you very sensitive to that, okay? And I'm going to respect your privacy and whatever need you may have not to, you know, tell us all of that. Um, But what would you say if I said to you that your experiences and how you're responding to them in this moment may be the thing that's preventing you from finding what you want?
0: I might agree with you because, you know... um, The one thing we we try not to do, right, is...
1: uh, I use I statements.
0: I try not to do. I... I try not to prejudge people, right? But then when flags come up, you know, you find yourself prejudging a little bit. And I'm sure that someone is probably doing the same to me when they're sizing, right? And so I guess I'm trying to figure out how to be a little less critical. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Can I ask you a question? Answer this from your heart. Have you sure. have you been seriously, and I mean, um, devastatingly hurt in a relationship?
0: Um, yes.
1: Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. No, I, I see it in your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not going to ask you to tell me what happened. I just I just wanted okay. to level set and put that on the table, okay? Because it, because behind sure. behind everything that we're talking about is is this experience or these experiences that have really broken your heart. T- t- tell me this, and when your heart was broken, what did you do?
0: Oh, I let the thought of it linger probably way longer than it should have. Mm. As opposed to understanding that, you know, when it's the end, it's the end. And so you have to try to pick up the pieces and move on mm. and say that I, I struggled with that for a while. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, Listen, I I understand that. So tell me, when was the last time you were in a relationship?
0: It's been about eight years now.
1: Really? Eight years?
0: Yeah. I've had some circumstances happen in my life in the recent past that uh, made me make choices that didn't necessarily allow for me to consider a relationship being, like, my side thing. Like, what, I, what i've had what i've had going on like my family issues like not really issues but my dad got sick mm. you know and i am home take care of him and so i prioritized that my family over
1: looking for a relationship mm. tell me what you miss the most about having someone
0: um just the basic things companionship you know mm someone to come home to, uh, someone to talk to, someone to share with, you know. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And, you know, when, when you said that, I was, I was, I was trying, I was looking at you very carefully, seeing if I, I could detect if you would allow that answer to come from your heart or from your head. That one came from your head. Okay. <laughs> so, so, do me, so do me a favor and climb down into your heart. Okay. And I, 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 I accept and receive the answer you just gave me. Right. Companionship, absolutely. But give me a heart answer. So what do you miss about having someone Yeah, see, come on? Love. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And and what what's love to you?
0: Uh, someone who understands me, you know, and uh is willing to make the same type of sacrifices that I would make for someone else, like to have that reciprocated.
1: Mm. No, I love that. I love that answer. I love, I, I love anybody's conception of love that understands reciprocity and sacrifice and balance. That's a very yeah. healthy answer you just gave me. And, <laughs> and yeah, it is. And and I see why, like, who wouldn't miss that, right? Like, who would not miss having someone who gives you that kind of experience? And for eight years, you, you've, you've, you know, you've actively and, and in some way honorably decided to, to privilege, you know, being a caregiver and and, and yes. other things in your life, but here, here's the here's the fourteen million dollar question: Are you ready to get back out there? I
0: think that I am. What know, of course,
1: go ahead. Um, well, so I've had
0: I've had I've been home in, in the south for a little bit now, and I've had friends ask me if I'm like I don't I think that I don't think about it as much until someone mentions it, mm. but uh, my friends ask me like. I was content with being by myself. I think I had, like, you know, I I do a lot of, I write music and stuff, so I spent a lot of time in my own space. Mm. And so I had to ask myself that question, like, Mm. hmm. Yeah. And then I just came back from a trip, visiting with friends and some couple friends, and uh, I would have to say in some of the moments, it was just like, "Uh, (laughs) that looks nice, like, you know what I mean? what, what is my issue or why is it I am, why am I struggling mm. with finding someone to connect with like that and then, you know, you can connect with anybody, like, you can meet anybody, yeah. right? Yeah. But then there's that long-lasting thing and then the matching of the goals and then the prioritizing, like, what their priorities are versus yours and how can that work together and then, uh, you know, what, what are people thinking about you? Yeah.
1: You know, yeah. some of the things struggle with you know yeah that that last one what are people thinking about you is an important one we're going to come back to that one but 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 okay. but, but but let me but you didn't give me an you didn't answer your own question so when okay. your when your friends when you, and i'm I don't, i'm not impugning you when, when your friends okay. asked you um are you okay with being single what 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 answer did you come up with
0: to them instantly i say yes because You know, when I make a decision to do something, right, I put my best foot forward, right? Mm. And sometimes it may not necessarily be exactly what I'm thinking, Mm. but I guess I rationalize, you know, wants and needs, you know? And uh, I have a need to be here for my family, you know what I'm saying? And to be here for me, Mm. sometimes I need you know, validation from someone else as to who I am and whether or not I'm in the right space or, you know, can I actually give someone what I'm looking for?
1: Mm, mm. No, th- th- those, are, those are all interesting and important questions. And the more I talk to you, the more I'm getting the sense that this is, this is a multi-layered sort of dilemma, right? Right, it's, 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 it's you being sensitive to your heartbreak and what created it and not wanting to recreate the scenario that broke your mm-hmm. heart, but it's also mm-hmm. you being concerned about how people are viewing and connecting you. How it is right. they are, you know, allowing themselves to be into you, right? Yeah, right. yeah, that 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 that's not easy to walk around with thinking while you're trying to date somebody. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's For not. Sure. So 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 here's my question before before we take this break. Um what about the notion of just dating people for fun?
0: Um so I am a woman of a certain age, right? I'm 50 and I feel like uh I've had a great life, you know, and so I feel like I've done that like in my 30s into my 40s and um I had to make a decision to raise one of my nephews and um <sighs> you have to draw a line in the sand, right? When you bring some uh, other factors into you and your space. And sometimes everybody, even the person that you choose, may not always be susceptible to making the same sacrifices that you made. And so I just got to a point where, uh, again, I had to prioritize my life and what I was doing versus bringing someone else in who may not have the same conviction and I have for what I'm trying to do, hmm. and everything worked out. And so I actually lost a relationship, you know, hmm. based on that fact. And, you know, it hurt, but I'm not, happy. I'm, I'm not disappointed in the choice that I made, right? Because sometimes things are bigger than you, and that's the choice that I had to make at the time,
1: you know? Yeah,
0: no, I... I, I you no, know, I, I, me.
1: No, I, I honor that. And um, we're going to talk about this a little more on the other side of the break. But, here, but here's what I want you to consider. Sometimes okay. love hides in fun. Sometimes, sometimes real genuine love hides in something that started out being, you know, light and maybe even a little passe. So think about that on the other side of the break. Because I am determined not to let you leave this show <laughs> without being back out there. Okay, people, we go, we, we go get Stacy back out there. We gonna get you back out there too. Okay, people, because you know, you still sexy too. You still got your sexy. So go on out there. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. So, you know, we all have a journey with love and dating and we're all responding to what we've been through and we're all responding to the things that we are concerned about. And whether we know it or not, sometimes they come across. So I said that Stacy, because. During the break, I was thinking about you in this conversation, and again, I want to thank you for being on. I, I'm, I'm really enjoying talking to you, and I, I, you. I, love, I love your spirit. I love I love how you are just real, and you're, you're in the moment, you're present, um, which makes me want to say this to you, okay? Um, Go for it. You are strong enough. You are grown enough. You are bold enough to handle whatever comes, as I experience you tonight, in my spirit, as my spirit mm-hmm. has tried to connect with your spirit, mm-hmm. I don't—I'm not talking to somebody who can't handle whatever comes. My point is this: you don't need to protect yourself from anything. You're not the woman you were eight years ago. True. Sure. So when I say that, what what, what, com- what comes into your spirit when I say that? Do you affirm that? No, I affirm
0: that for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
0: just, I guess, uh, where I am now versus where I'm, I'm from New Jersey, and I lived in a lot of major cities. And so uh, the dating atmosphere was different. And so now I'm in the South. And it's totally different, right? Uh, I would say... Uh, the watering holes are different okay and, okay. Um, okay. Just okay trying to navigate <laughs> just trying to navigate back to what is the appropriate watering hole for me to be a part of right cuz I have standards and values and different things like that and okay. I don't want to okay. be somewhere that I'm you know not to say is either above me or below me but is not conducive to me getting what I want right and so they always say when in doubt do it out and so I think that I have opted into that. Well,
1: I have doubts. So, okay. So <laughs> you you live you live in the South. What state? Just give me a state. South, South Carolina. South, South Carolina. Okay. Um, and I notice we're speaking code a little bit. Is is that is that is that is that where you want to stay, or do you want to? Oh, I
0: mean, I'm open. I'm, I'm my life's an open book. It is what it is. You know. Okay. I'm not ashamed of who I, or anything that I decide to do
1: with my life okay so so, so I'm, I'm just'm I'm putting it together but the audience, the audience right now they're totally lost'm I'm, I'm okay. just I'm just trying to help them so so you live in south okay. Ca- you live in South Carolina and what makes that difficult is because
0: I'm openly gay
1: all right so you are same gender loving woman yes all right my kind of person <laughs> <laughs> my kind of person all right good all right so okay now I get it now I get it, now I get it, now I get it, now I get it. Now, I've had people on this show who said that the South is changing and that the South is, you know, more open. Has that been your experience?
0: Um, not really. Yeah,
1: especially if you're not like in, I said, If you're in Atlanta, or, that's a different experience.
0: That's a totally different experience. Yeah. <laughs> totally different experience. But being in a, a Southern conservative area, I would say, um, You know, it's not the same, does not parallel at all to any of the circumstances that I've lived in in the past. You know, I I grew up partially in my later years, New York and New Jersey, right? totally open, totally whatever type situations. And um, that was when I first moved back home to New Jersey, that was like, wow. Okay, you know, like it's cool, like it's all right. You know, you don't have to. There's no people hiding in closets. There's no people um, worrying about what other people have to say. And I would honestly say, like, even though I'm here, I'm, you know, I'm open about who I am, right? But I'm also guarded as to how I let people come into that part of my life and figure out how to find someone who has the same values as me. So when I say that, I mean, like, there are plenty of places in uh, Washington, D.C. I live there, New York, New Jersey, California. There's plenty of places that you can congregate to go and meet people, right? Right. I have African socials in New York, work socials in California, and I just not have found that kind of place here in South Carolina. And I'll be honest, I haven't. <laughs> you know? Yeah.
1: South is uh it's very interesting <laughs> no no it's, it's so amazing because once we named it your whole disposition changed oh okay <laughs> yeah like really your whole spirit changed like you, you you your whole conversation changed right there um because again that's why it's so important for people at the level of their comfort right to just name right. where they are and, and to sort of and to sort of uh, to release it as they see fit See now, now, now I understand better. Like now I get it. I, I I get the difficulty because if you're in a conservative Southern community, right, and you are same gender loving, you got to navigate a lot of different, you know, uh, challenges, dangers, and all of that. Um, you, you're not. You're not like. I'm from New York, by the way. I'm Harlem, so it's not. It's not like you can go to. You know, the Lambda Lounge, right? Sweet. Because the guys were on, the, were on my show from the Lambda Lounge. They've been on the show before. It's not like that. So now I get it. Now I get it. Now I get it. Now I get it. But I still want to say this to you, okay? Because I still, you're eventually going to find your community. You're eventually going to find your watering hole, as you call it. I love that. And when you do, what I just want to pour into your life tonight to say is trust the woman you've become. And you may find someone who doesn't check all your boxes, but, right. the, but the, to me, the biggest box to check isn't your goals. The right. biggest box to check is your character. Right. So, so do they have empathy? Do they know anything about kindness? Can they listen? Do they care? If you find somebody who brings that package, but they may not have their goals together, and then, I, I'm encouraging you, to set aside what you've been through and to just Mm -hmm. look at the person at the best of who they are and to decide if their best deserves a little more of your time. And from that perspective, I say and I say and I say and I say it again. Sometimes love, long-lasting love can hide in something that you thought was just something you were having fun with. (laughs) Right. My work is done. You smile too. You smile yes. too. <laughs> so, 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 when I say that real quick, how, how does that make you feel?
0: Um, it's reassuring.
1: Good. 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 Yeah, I, I, I trust you, because I have no doubt that you're gonna be okay. And whatever happens, let me say this to you too. Let me, let me talk to your spirit. I know I gotta take a break. Y'all relax. Um. But whatever happened to you in the past or whatever somebody did to you or didn't do for you, I want you to know that not only did you not deserve that kind of pain, and not only did you do nothing to deserve that kind of pain, I want you to know that that pain has not defined you. It has not defined you. It has not broken you. And it does not have the power to do it now. So don't let your hurt drive the rest of your life. Grab the wheel yourself and let what your heart really wants make your decisions for you, okay? Yes, sir. Uh, I see you about to cry, Stacy. I see it, I see it, I see it. <laughs> I see it, you trying to fight it, anyway. <laughs> Listen, thank you for coming on.
0: Thank you for having me, I appreciate you, Dr. Sean.
1: Now, you, you, are, you are an angel, and I wish you the best <laughs> in all things. Listen, everybody, when we come back, I'm gonna talk a little bit more about this on the other side. Probably have us a little aha moment because there's a lot of wisdom in this. OK, a lot of wisdom in this conversation. We'll talk about it right after this. You guys know after the conversation, we have a conversation. Let's see if we can have an aha moment. This is my after the conversation conversation. and I think what you should have gotten from that is that here is a brilliant, strong, beautiful woman who's still responding to what she's been through. And what we've been through always lives with us. It, it follows us. Some of, uh, sometimes it stalks and hunts us. But at some point, we have to understand that the only way to get past what we've been through is to leave it where it happened. Sometimes you got to leave the hurt where it tried to kill you. Because to take it along with you only undermines the future you say you want. And that's the really aha moment is that if you just leave it where it was and you trust yourself enough to know that you are not the person that got into that mess or allowed somebody to do that to you, that's not who you are today. You see, her dilemma, and for a lot of us, our dilemma, isn't really trusting other people. It's trusting ourselves. You, don't get, you ain't got to trust, trust nobody you don't know. That's not the goal. The goal is to trust yourself and that immediately, as soon as you see something you don't like, you have the strength to say no. And when you say no, you have the strength to keep going and have a good life without the person you just said no to. When you trust that, you don't feel the need to defend yourself against people. Come on in. And if you mess up, you won't be here long. <laughs> Let's do some Ask Dr. Sean. Play the bumper, Hiley. Uh, you guys always send me amazing questions because you're amazing viewers. and. I love you so much. I tell you, I love you every day, don't I? See? How many people do that? I'm just saying. Let's watch this video.
0: Hi, Dr. Sean. I'm Melanie J. from Bakersfield. I have a 40-year-old that I'm trying to put out. I'm really trying to impose tough love. Do you have any advice for me?
1: Yes, I do. Are you listening? (laughs) He's like, I'm, I'm out already. He's like, this doesn't apply to me. You're right. You are. You, you, you're emancipated. I love that. Um, I do have some advice. Um, so, so remember, tough love has two sides, right? There's the tough and there's the love. Okay? So don't be so tough that you forget the love. Especially when you talk about your children. So what I would do is, I would be tough and say, you, you always got to be clear. You got to say, listen, you got two months and here's the date and you got to be gone. All right? But then also start to have conversations with them about What it is they really want to do. Start to listen to them talk through and think through and maybe give some advice on what what the next chapter is going to be for them. All right. So it's tough and it's love. The love is I'm not just casting you out to the wolves, although you are 40 years old. (laughs) Like you like you 20. Okay, but I'm not just casting you out to the wolves. I'm also helping you process your life. And if I'm not qualified or able to do it, then I want to go with you and support you while you talk to someone who can help you figure out what the next step is for you. That's, that's what makes it love, even while it's being tough. I mean, of course I could say you probably should have done this a long time ago, right? A 40-year-old living in your house is, is, is undermining for the, for the health of the 40-year-old. It is certainly undermining for your health and your ability to move on and, and do some of, the, some of the things you may want to do. But I just also believe that there's probably a reason why people stay in the nest as long as they do. Sometimes it's because they're being empowered to do it by the person who's now claiming that they don't want them there. I don't know if that applies to you. And sometimes the person is dealing with a struggle or an issue that you may not know. And I would say add that to the love side of the equation. Even as you set a date and say, you know what, you got to move on, you got to do your thing, you got to grow up. You also say, let's talk about why it's taken so long. What's really going on? So keep the balance between the tough and the love. And even as you push somebody out of their nest, make sure that they still know that no matter where they go and no matter where they land, you still love them. That it is for love that you've come to the place where you no longer give them an option of staying small. And maybe that's the best thing you can say. That I'm only doing this because smallness is not your destiny. Mediocrity is not why I pushed you out of my womb. I am determined for you to be great and I'm determined for you to have the future that you want to have. And you can't have it in this house. You can't have it up under my wing. This is not for hate. This is not for contempt. This is for love and your greatness. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. So, someone DM'd me a question that I'm going to answer. I met a woman on Instagram and we connected instantly after a couple after dating for a couple of months, rather she told me she had. Wait, she told me she had sex with more than fifty men before we met. <laughs> I was immediately turned off, and I am no longer attracted to her. Is it wrong for me to judge her based upon her number of sexual partners? The fifty threw me off. I was like, "Does that say 50? All right. Um, first of all, it's never wrong for you to decide what you want and what you don't want. Okay, You have the right to decide what your criteria is and what you're willing to put up with and what you're not willing to put up with. You have that right. So it's not about right or wrong. Let's change the terms. Because the first thing I want to ask you is, what's your body count? Okay? Now, she's got 50. That's a lot. But if you got a body count of more than 10, if you if you, if you pushing 20, how's that a whole lot different than 50? I know it's 30 more people, but I'm just saying It's not like if you got a high body count, she's got a high body count. It's not like both of y'all have been, you know, sitting around praying before you met each other. So if you got a high body count, she's got a high body count. I don't know how you get to judge her for doing exactly what you've been doing. She's just been doing a little more. But here's the other thing. I think the conversation needs to be, if you decide to continue to talk to her in any way, or somebody else after this situation is over, is when you deal with a person that has a high body count in terms of sex, you need to have a conversation about whether they are ready for monogamy, whether they are ready for commitment, and what is the nature of their sexual appetite. You can get caught up in the number and miss the real conversation because what does that number represent, right? Everybody who has a high sexual body count may not be a hoe. There may be other things going on, and you kind of need to know what that is like what 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 does the number represent what does it mean and more importantly now that now that you're in trying to get in a relationship, are you dealing with the kind of person who's capable of only being committed to you? The high body count may be she can't do monogamy right she's that's not who she is. you need to know that so Whether or not you should date this person is all dependent on whether or not you can date the kind of person whose sexual history you know. Because the truth of the matter is almost everybody you date is probably going to undercut that number. The same way that you do when people ask you about your body count. You don't tell them the real number. People have a life before you met them. People have a journey before they showed up in your life. And if you punish everybody for having a life or a sexual appetite before they met you, I'm not sure if you're going to end up with anybody. I just happen to think that what people do in your presence and being connected to you should matter a lot more. Should matter a lot more. Because you can't change what people have done. And you really don't have the right to try to. What you can do is have a decision about what they're doing now. So you say you're no longer attracted to her. That makes, that's kind of specious to me. Now that you know that she has a, she's a liberated woman who likes to have sex and has, has sex with more than 50 people, now all of a sudden she's not attracted to you because she's not whatever fantasy you had about her in your head. She told you the truth, and now you're punishing her for it. Having said that, it's probably good that you all don't date <laughs> because if you can punish somebody for telling you the truth, this ain't going to last long. So you keep right on going, right where you're going, leave her alone, but you grow up because you're going to need to grow up and accept the fact that not everybody comes to you without a spot or a blemish. Okay? And newsflash, you don't come without one either. So people have to accept things in order to be with you, and you're going to have to accept things to be with people. But stop with the practice of punishing people for telling you the truth. It's very immature. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, come here, one more. Let's watch this video somebody sent me. Why am I yelling? I don't know, but play the video. Hi, I'm Gina. I live in Sacramento. I keep getting hit on by younger men. I'm not trying to be a
0: cougar or a saber tooth. Do you have any advice for me, Dr. Sean?
1: Yes, first of all, I don't know what a saber tooth is. John and I were trying to figure this out. We tried to get highly to talk about it. He was way too focused into setting up. He just walked right by us. So we don't know what a saber tooth is, but here, here's my advice, girl. You better you better go with it. What you talking about? How is this a problem? <laughs> this a problem? I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's my issue coming out. I don't. What's the problem? I mean, if, if you have an aversion to dating younger men. Why? I mean, you know how many women would love to be attractive to younger men millions there are millions watching right now who would love to have the problem that you have now i'm am sure maybe a younger man can't be your happily ever after you know maybe they don't have the life experiences or the things that you need for that but why would you not enjoy the experience of being the the object of someone's desire But i'm trying to tell Stacy a little bit not every relationship has to end up in marriage or end up in a you know a ring or something sometimes you just have fun What's wrong with having fun, people? What's wrong with saying, you know what? You want to take me to dinner? Take me to dinner. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and, and you know, some, I'm sure someone's thinking, but well, what can they talk about? I, learn something from them, okay? Learn that dance they do on TikTok where they, where they shake their hips. What's that dance? I don't know. They, they do this on the TikTok. Learn. Enjoy it. This is not a problem, okay? Younger people being attracted to you and thinking that you're beautiful and wonderful and they want to spend their time with you, I just don't see the problem. I don't see a problem with this. And again, I'm not saying you're going to marry the guy, but just have a good time. Let your hair down, okay? And I bet you all your good girlfriends are going to be jealous as hell. (laughs) They're going to be like, what is it about you? Girl, you better lean into this and enjoy it because it won't last long, okay? (laughs) Thank you for tuning in tonight. Good show, people. I'll see you next time, all right? Y'all be good to each other. Remember that part. Be good to each other, because that's important, all right? Trust yourself. Don't worry about your past. I love you. nothing you can do about it. Long weekends are all about getting a little you time. And at the Home Depot, you time means you building, you drilling, you doing, you recharging. You saving, and you going back for more. Do Labor Day your way and get a free 18-volt battery with select Milwaukee Power Toolkit purchases at the Home Depot. How doers get more done.
0: Planning your summer picnic, backyard adventure, or beach day? Jersey Mike's has got you covered with everything you need to beat the summer heat with cold subs, crunchy chips, and cold drinks. Order on our mobile app and get delivery right to your home or pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike's sub location. Jersey Mike's, be a sub above.